Side Hustle Show 179, how a free challenge turned into a $500,000 a year business. If you want to start an online business, you're going to need a website. Visit SideHustleWebsite.com for my free step-by-step video course on how to get up and running quickly and for less than you might think. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your 9 to 5 may make you a living, but your 5 to 9 makes you alive. And now, your host, Nick Loper. What's up, what's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, live from beautiful Livermore, California. Got an awesome, inspiring, actionable show for you today. My guest is Tiffany, the budget nista Aliche. She's a former preschool teacher who's built up a business that's on track to do half a million dollars in revenue this year. And the cool thing is, it all started with a completely free challenge. She runs the Live Richer Challenge at liverecherchallenge.com, which has helped more than 160,000 participants save a collective $17 million and pay off uh, $1.5 million in debt. In this episode, you're going to hear how Tiffany came up with the challenge idea, how she got people to join, and now the four or five revenue streams she's using to to turn this thing into a super successful business. Notes, links, and a free PDF highlight reel uh, with all of Tiffany's top tips are at sidehustlenation.com slash live richer. Ready? Uh, let's do it. I was a preschool teacher for 10 years and I was doing well. I mean, I was making like between sixty-five dollars and $70,000 a year because I used to tutor on the side and babysit and stuff on the side and Everything seemed great. Um, I grew up in a house where money was talked about all the time. My father was a CFO and an accountant. You know, so I just learned about money at home. And then when I lost my job, everything fell apart. Like I lost my savings. I took all the money out of my retirement account like they tell you not to. I ran up my credit card debt. My house went into foreclosure. I was like, sheesh. Like just everything fell apart. And um, it was in the rebuilding that I realized, okay, all the lessons I kind of learned at home, because my dad was like serious about like learning about money. Like he took the, took us to like money classes and stuff. So I used, you know, everything that I learned. To well, that's a great build. influence. For no, sure. it, it was honestly. And so when I was rebuilding, people would ask me, well, how are you doing it? Because I'm in the same position. So I just started showing uh, family and friends and that's how it started. Family and friends are asking, hey, what are you, what's going on? So did you end up getting a new job at that point, another teaching job? I knew I didn't want to teach in the classroom anymore just because I felt like I'd outgrown that. So I was volunteering at all these different places like the Boys and Girls Club, the United Way, and trying to figure out what I wanted to do, thinking I wanted to be a party planner. Don't ask me where that came from, but I was like, that's what I totally want to do. It's like everybody's dream to be like a, a wedding coordinator or something like that. I know. And so, but in that, I found that as I was volunteering for these different organizations, I found myself sneaking into their classrooms and watching their like presenters teach and being like, that's not how you do it. And like teaching and showing them. And then um, as I was helping people at the organization with their finances, people started asking me more and more. And I would sit down with folks and they were like, well, can you write us like a curriculum since you're a teacher? And at the time I had my master's and I still do in um, education. I thought okay. I was going to become a principal one day, but I didn't. Um, and so I started writing curriculum and lesson plans for these organizations where I was volunteering. And so those lesson plans and curriculum eventually became um, the Live Richer Challenge. Okay. Listening to what people are asking you for help with already. I like that. What was the, like the first step in getting this challenge off the ground? I mean, did you take me about the early days? Like I could, I could start like the side hustle challenge. Like how am I getting my first, uh, my first participants? 
I started I started a post at the end of 2014, like, hey, I'm going to be doing a literature challenge. It's going to be a free resource to help you get on financial track. If you're interested, let me know below. It was just a Facebook post. Just on your personal Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And a ton of people were like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Because by then, I was already like three years into being the budgetista. So around the city where I live, people knew me to be like, oh, that's the financial education lady. Because I had taught volunteering does something great for you. You get your face in front of so many people. So people knew me. So when I posted it, it wasn't a huge surprise because by then I was hosting free community classes. They were sponsored by the United Way. They would pay me and I would host classes for the whole community to come to for free and teaching financial education. So when I said, hey, I'm going to be doing it online, the same stuff we do in class, people just showed interest. And I did it on purpose so I could start to collect interested parties. And then um, I think I put up like an Eventbrite link just so people can say, like to add themselves to like a list. And I didn't, I wasn't even using like, you know, like AWeber or like Infusionsoft or anything like that. It was just post interest. Here's an easy free link to sign up so I can collect the emails. Okay. So when somebody signs up for your Eventbrite thing, which was it free? Yeah, it was free. Okay. So uh, a free Eventbrite event. And then that gave you their email address. Mm-hmm. And I started to craft what I thought the challenge should be like. I was like, all right, so I teach this six-week course for the United Way. So how do I condense this into, I think at the time, the first challenge, I condensed it into five weeks. And the way the challenge works is I really played into what I knew about people from a teaching perspective, is that people want to be told exactly what to do. They don't want you to have them figure it out. So I was like, okay, so instead of me saying, here's some ways to do stuff, what if every single day I told you exactly what to do? And so that's the way the challenge works. You sign up and every day in your inbox for the length of the challenge, which is about a month, you get one easy financial task that says, hey, call your service provider, tell them you don't have the money, here's a script. If they say no, here's script number two. If they say yes, here's script number three. And then let me know how it goes. So that's how each task went. You didn't have to know how to do anything except for read, write, add, subtract. Okay, so for five weeks, people are getting it is all delivered uh, through email. Yes. Are you writing these out like the day, the morning of, and hitting send? In the beginning, I was. Okay. And that was really hectic. And so I realized, you know what? Maybe are there other ways I can get people to connect to different platforms? So I'm like, okay, one, I finally, I think I signed up at the time. I use Infusionsoft now, but I, I was using Aweber. So I'm like, okay, one, they're opening my emails, but what if I could get them to my blog? So in the email, I would say, hey, today's task is learn how to budget. You can learn how to rock this task here. Link to the blog post. So it like forces all of these people to one, open my email, then two, head to my blog. And then while on my blog, you know, I was like, I would have like, you know, tweet this out. So then I was like, every step of the way, I was trying to get them to touch all of my platforms to raise like my profile on all the platforms. Okay, okay. Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like 
LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes, T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, this is always a debate, like, oh, you know, how much of the information do I include in the body of the email versus like, you know, trying to get traffic back to the site? I'm glad to hear your take on it. Because before then, like, I don't really consider myself a blogger because I was literally blogging like, I mean, if you got something out of me once every four months, you're lucky. So I didn't have anything on there and trying to get my blog active. And so this was kind of the way like, OK, well, I know that at the time, my first year in 2015, um, I wanted 10,000 people to sign up. And we got that. We got about 20,000 people signed up for the challenge. And I would say about 50 to 60% of them came fairly regularly to the blog via the daily emails. For me, sometimes things happen that I don't plan on, but it was totally awesome. So I had this online Facebook group and it was specifically for when I was teaching these classes in person in the community and volunteering, people kept emailing me and I was like, look, I can't email everybody back the same answer. I'm going to form a Facebook group. If you're a class member, if you've come to one of my classes, post your question here. I just added those people to the Facebook group and I called it dream catchers live richer. And somehow people from the challenge found the group. I didn't post it anywhere. I don't know how they found it. And people started adding themselves and asking to join and then sharing what was happening with them during the challenge. And I was like, uh, this group is not for that. And then I realized, duh, dummy light bulb. This is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And so I started posting the group link in the blog post, like, hey, tell me how you rocked out on today's task here, you know, group link to the Facebook group. And it's a private group, so you have to request to join. And that is what really made the challenge take off because now you had people, 10,000 people every single day talking about one particular task that you gave to them. Now, you mentioned people, okay, they're going to link to the blog and then they're going to have an opportunity to share this on you know, they're on Facebook and on Twitter and stuff, starting out with your own 
personal network that that you'd built over the years, you know, doing these in-person classes. I'm curious how you went from your personal network in this realm, and maybe you just had a huge network, to getting 20,000 people over the course of a year. Like, there was some element of virality there, you know, a, tip, a tipping point. And yeah. Curious, what do you think led to that explosive growth? Honestly, it was not explosive. It was, <laughs> like, it was so, like, because what I did was I started in, I want to say June, and it literally took till January of the next year to get the first, like, to get 10,000. Like, every week was like, we had to scrape, beg for people to join. So my my initial network, so I'll tell you, when I first put it up, I think 500 people instantly. So that was like my, hey, I know Tiffany network. But that, that's good. That's okay. You know, but because you have to remember by then I had been teaching financial education in the community. And I think I had like an email list of like 2,500. So getting 500, it was like, okay, 500 folks. Sure, sure. And then two, before Facebook kind of like made this illegal, when I first was starting the Budget East in 2009, 2010, one of my homeworks to myself was I used to go and friend 100 new people a day or at least request to friend them. Because I knew that, like, at the time, Facebook didn't have Facebook groups or Facebook business. So I was using my personal page as, like, a soft business page. So I wanted a whole bunch of friends. (laughs) So Just just random people? Yes. So what I would do is I'd be like, like, let's just say I was your friend. And I'd be like, oh, Nick and I are friends in real life. Let me go through Nick's friends list. These people have headshots. He looks important, friend. This one looks like, (laughs) you know. (laughs) So literally, I would friend you based upon your picture. You look like you work for a company that might pay me to, to speak, friend. And so, <laughs> and so literally like, but like, obviously you cannot do that now. So now I have a friend list of like 5,000, but really it started in 2010. And then in 2010, I used to post a tip of the day, a financial tip of the day on my Facebook page. So on Facebook, I was known as like, and my, my nickname on Facebook, well, my name was Tiffany, the budget needs to Aliche. And so I'm posting tips of the day. I'm sharing pictures of me speaking around in the community. So I had already laid a strong foundation for when the challenge came, it wasn't this huge, like, who's this girl? It was like, we've seen for years that she does this. Now I'm looking back, I was like, yeah, I think I think we were friends on Facebook before I ever met you. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you got caught up in the Facebook, uh, like, hey, he looks like he might be somebody who might know somebody who might know somebody. Oh, you guessed <laughs> wrong. You guessed wrong. Okay. <laughs> And so, so when I put it out, yes, about 500 people signed up right away. But then I went to school, my, my um, bachelor's degrees in marketing, and I used every marketing thing I could think of. I used to do um, a quote of the day, like, did you know 60% of women, you know, don't have enough for retirement? Don't let that be you. Sign up for the challenge. So we were using all of these different tricks and tips and posting all of these different quotes and, and creating all of these meme boxes to get people interested. One thing that helped a lot was I um, reached out to the first 500 and said, how many of you ladies would love to be a Live Richer Challenge leader? And they were like, oh my gosh, because women love to be like a part of like an exclusive group. They're like, I would. Meanwhile, it meant nothing. Like there's no such thing as a Live Richer Challenge leader. I just made it up. But as a result, I got my friend who's a designer to create these meme boxes where it was their picture. And it says, I am a Live Richer Challenge leader. And the, the, the website at the bottom and the women love them because they were really pretty. And their job as a leader was to sign up between 10 and 20 of their friends. And so okay, that, okay. Helped, that helped significantly. And then once a month for like six months, I would talk to the leaders on the phone to see what was working, what was not working. The leaders formed their own Facebook pages to sign up their friends and get their friends excited because the leaders, most of the leaders knew me personally. So initially, yeah, there was a personal connection. Okay. Exactly. So they were just like, you know, to tell their friends like, oh my God, I know Tiffany. She's awesome. The challenge is going to be great because people had not experienced the challenge. So it was a hard sell. 
So that helps significantly. And honestly, we didn't use, I didn't even know how to do Facebook ads. I didn't spend any money on ads for the first 20,000 women. This is like, uh, you know, taking a page out of the network marketing book, except without really, you know, buy my SIE drink. It was. And I, I honestly, I didn't know anything about like, um, you know how like you have all the marketing guys online now. I didn't know anything about any of that. All I knew was intrinsically what made people move. One, being part of a community. Two, we use a little bit of fear tactic, like you don't want to be the old lady eating cat food. Join the challenge, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 60% of people don't have enough for retirement. One day, join the challenge. Next day, don't eat cat food. The yes. next day, okay. <laughs> and then two, really to me, what tipped it was having the Live Richer leaders sign up their friends. And then two, what we did is um, in the beginning of the challenge, one of the tasks were to get an accountability partner. Ask your friend, your coworker, your mom, your sister, your someone to do the challenge with you, and she had to sign up too. So that okay. So you're getting like two for one. Yeah. So we said we and plus you know it was free, but you know that helped significantly too. Like so people started, and then once we kind of tipped over, I think once we hit like five thousand, it started to roll a little bit faster because we were posting the numbers like. Every time we hit a big number, like 5,000 women have signed up for the challenge. What are you waiting for? I would post it across all my social media platforms. And then women would be like, oh, my God, 5,000. It can't be a scam if all of these people have signed up. There's safety in numbers, right? Mm -hmm. And then what I would do was for the women that did sign up, like every every two weeks, I would send like an awesome resource so that way they wouldn't forget that the challenge was starting. So like every two weeks, I'd be like, hey, here's this great website I like. You know, challenge is starting in six months. Hey, this is great book I'm reading. Challenge is starting in six months. Don't forget to ask, ask your mom, your sister, your cousin, your friend. So I kept them engaged because I started collecting people a full six to eight months before we actually launched the challenge. That's a good point. So this is kind of a start and stop thing. Is it only go, you say it goes for five weeks or a five week period, uh, you know, where this content is being delivered. Mm -hmm. So the rest of the time is kind of like in anticipation. And you know, what happens after the fact, like, you, could you go through it again? Or, you know, do you how do you engage those people? You know, if somebody wants to join in the middle, like, if it's all kind of on an automated delivery system, theoretically, they could but like, you want everybody going through like the same tasks at the same time. Well, in the beginning, I, it was just my intention to do this one time, like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Like, all right, we're done. And then the women were like, no, where are you going? We want, like, I want to do it again. And I was just like, uh, okay. And so that's when I... Like, <laughs> was it the same content, like, the second time around? So I recognized that some women started late or there were some Johnny-come-latelys, you know? Like, oh, my sister told me it was awesome. Is it too late? So it took me a month, but I automated, yes, the same content, and then we... You could just sign up for it and it, it would run throughout the year. And then what I did was I said, you know what, let's do a new challenge every year. So 2015 was the first challenge and we automated it after the collective community did it in January. By March, anyone could join. And then by like November, I turned it off. And then we started collecting people for the 2016 challenge, which was the savings edition, which is just about savings. And so we ran that in January. And then as soon as it finished in February, we turned it on automatic. So right now that's autom automated. So you can join the savings edition challenge, or you can join the first initial challenge, which covers budgeting, saving credit, debt, insurance, investing, money mindset. It covers like uh, basically everything, you know? And so both of those, you can, you can sign up for it and you'll get those automatic emails in your inbox and you can do it whenever you want. And so when I got the first 10,000 women those are the women who had signed up by the time we started. The other 10,000 came throughout the year through the automated challenge. If I want to sign up today, I could, and it would be no effort on your part. Like it would be automated delivery. Yeah, so automated delivery. And then you would just like 
you would still get the same content as everybody else, but automated delivery and the group still runs. So now the group has shifted away from being just about the challenge. And now it's just women helping women with their financial lives. So 24 hours a day, women post everything from somebody wrote the other day. I'm so mad at my husband. I could throat punch him, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> she was like, he's the worst spender. He doesn't know how to save. What can I do? And so other women will give her advice, which I thought was. So that's what the group has become like, hey, I'm buying a house. What do I do? Or woo woo, I bought a car with the money that I saved from the challenge. What are you guys up to? So it's just a support group for women working on their money. What's your time investment in, you know, moderating? I mean, any group that size is going to attract spammers. And, yes, for know. sure. So one thing we do do is um, in the beginning, you could just join. Now, if someone added you, we would add you. So now we have some rules that one, you can't be added by someone else. So if it says Nick Loper added Dave we ignore those and we delete those requests. Dave has to add himself. So that helps because it's like someone has chosen to be here. Two, it's difficult to just be added to the group. So one way to be added or one way to find us is you go to the challenge and then you get an invite. And then also on the challenge page, there's actually a little link that says like, join the forum. And when you click the link, it's actually a survey that kind of runs you through the group rules before you join. So I have about 12 admins. I don't heavily admin um, the group because they, they pretty much take care. I just kind of go in and give virtual high fives and answer some basic questions. But we've got a ton of financial experts in there that just like willingly share. So I don't have to be like, you know, in the, in the beginning, though, it was like hours and hours. But now, you know, I might spend, I want to say maybe an hour a day, depending. Like sometimes I'm having fun and I, I spend a ton of time and some days I don't make it to the group at all. Yeah, it's been kind of, you know, I was hesitant to start the Side Hustle Nation Facebook group for kind of this, that same fear. Like, I don't want another thing to manage and moderate and create content for. But it's like it's kind of turned into this cool community on its own where people are answering, asking and answering questions without my involvement. And I so far, knock on wood, like, you know, do very little moderating, like only you know, maybe I delete one post a week or something or say, hey, you know, thanks for sharing that. But like, can you give us a little more, give us a little more meat of like, what, what can we take away from this experience or something? If you travel a lot for work or for a vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. This is all awesome. My question for you is you're giving it all away for free. How does this help you pay the bills? I know you still have like living expenses and, and, and I've turned this into a business. So you want to talk about what that has uh, turned into as a result of this? Yeah, honestly, surprisingly, I'm not going to lie. We make WAP. We make about a half a million dollars a year. I know, right? Sometimes I'm you like- You give us something away for free. Yeah, I know. Honestly, and here's how. So one, I use my social influence to flex on social media. So basically, you know, I'll, I'll share like, oh, like we've got 10,000 women doing this and we're saved uh, $17 million. And so companies hire me to speak to teach their audiences. So that's one way. 
So last year, my speaking and like book sales. So even though the Live Richard Challenge is actually free online, yo, they kick butt in book sales. Even though I say on the site, like, because what I do is every day, the task on my blog post at the bottom, it says, hey, do you want to do the same challenge, but in book form, maybe you're not a computer person, buy the book here. It's at the bottom of every single day. So for three weeks, you're seeing that little picture of the book and it says that. And people buy the book, even though they know, yo, it's free online. I'm doing it for free. And that's where I'm seeing this link. And that's the only way I advertise the book. So people buy like the book, like just this, this month alone, we sold well over a thousand books this month alone. Wow. And so that's one. Two, like I said, speaking for different companies, colleges hire me. Like I work with Prudential. I just signed an influencer contract with Ford today. Oh, wow. I used to work at Ford. Really? I'm excited. They sent me a car. I was like, okay, we could do this. What? I know. (laughs) Jeez. And so, but because that happens when, because I'm treating my audience well, they come, they stay, and they're interactive. And as a result, companies want to get close to that. So they pay. And so last year, like I said, so last year in speaking and in book sales, I made about $150,000. And then this year we launched the Live Richer Academy. So this will be the first time that we really charge the individual. So the Academy, the way it works is that it's a monthly fee and it's the next level. The challenge is basic financial education. The Academy, I've gotten all these financial experts from around the country to come and teach a course that's their expertise. So we have a tax lady, we've got a student loan lady, you know, we've got people that that's not my expertise. And it costs $12.99 a month. At first it was $9.99 a month when we first opened in March. And now it's $12.99 a month. And we already have over 4,000 students. So just do the math for 10 bucks. 4,000 students, that's $40,000 a month. That's a pretty serious, uh, pretty serious uh, continuity business or membership business. Exactly. On top of that. But that came from years of giving and giving and giving. I was nervous to say, hey, audience, would you pay for more? Because they're not used to paying. And they were like, oh, okay. And then I do affiliate links. But I'm I'm always very um, transparent about the three or four things I actually really like. Like I love Digit. I love Ebates. I love Credit Karma. So I didn't even know that they had affiliates. In the first challenge, I was mentioning all of these great resources, but I didn't have a link because I didn't know anything about affiliates. And then a friend of mine was like, why are you not making money off these suggestions? I'm like, well, how do you do that? And he was like, these companies have affiliate links. You're already mentioning them because you use them and you love them. Throw your link in there. And I was like, it can't be that much money. What? This year alone in affiliate money, I think I probably made about $60,000 in affiliate money. It can add up. Yeah. And so like all of these things combined, that's why I said like, you know, this this year at minimum, we'll take in about half a million. By next year, I really, at the, the rate that the Academy is growing, because we just opened in March, that will be about a million dollar a year business um, by next year. Yeah. Okay. So we're recording middle of June. So it's only three months old. Yeah. And we're already making basically like, what is 40,000 times, times yeah, 12. Like you said 40 grand or 50, almost 50. So, mm-hmm. you know, and it's easy to look at that and say, wow, that's crazy. I want to do the same thing. But it's like, we kind of not, not glossed over, but well, you know, we put in some time for four yeah. or five years uh, leading up to this to build, you know, it's that whole no like and trust uh, pyramid where, you know, uh, you've been given, given this value away for quite a while, but still really, really inspiring. What do you see as like the next step outside of the academy, outside of the speaking things, like you're doing keynote stuff? What's Where is this thing going? Yeah. So I do do some keynote stuff, but um, I was asking myself that the other day because, you know, you kind of are like, ooh, I remember my first goal was if I could make $500 a month, I'll be golden. You know, totally. I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> you know, and then you're like, oh, like, I mean, the academy has blown everything out of the water. I'm not even going to lie. It's not even 
there's no precedent. I mean, just last year, like we've quadrupled this year. So this, I just, I feel like, honestly, I just want to do good work. I'm writing a children's book since I used to be a preschool teacher. I feel like there's a lack of fun financial education materials for kids. So I'm writing a children's book. And I think it would be so awesome if like I have a main character in the book and I want her to become like the door, the explorer, but for money and kids like on Nickelodeon somewhere. So that's, that would be awesome. And then, like, we're opening these things called Dreamcatcher Chapters. So the women, which is so awesome, they've actually started meeting monthly offline. So there's, like, a there's a New York group. There's a St. Louis group. There's a Texas group that's 500 women strong. And I'm like, wait, wow. you guys are meeting without me? What the heck? How did this happen? <laughs> and so we're going to make it official. So we're going to roll out Dreamcatcher Chapters. Yeah, the Dreamcatcher. So that's the name of our tribe. They name themselves after the name of the group, Dreamcatchers. And the mm-hmm. other day, they were like, yo, we want a T-shirt. And I was like, yeah, nah, I don't really feel like it. They were like, one lady was like, if you don't make it a T-shirt, I'm making a T-shirt. And I was like, all right. And so I put up like a design and I was like, well, pick which one you guys like. Over 4,000 people were like, we like this one. And I'm like, wait, 4,000 times, let's just say I make a T-shirt and it's 10 bucks profit. That's crazy. And I didn't even want to make it. Not that I didn't want to make a T-shirt, but I don't like putting out tchotchkes just to put it out. Yeah, so they're asking for it. Exactly. So that's what I've learned. I've learned that I deliver what's requested and you don't have to wonder if it's going to do well or not. So, yeah, there's just all of these different streams of income. I don't know what the end goal is. The end goal is just to do dope work and make good money. I'm with you. Like, I don't know, you know, I could retire tomorrow. And, you know, what would what would the day look like? You know, probably be doing the same thing because I love I love doing it. It sounds like you're kind of in uh, the same boat. So that's uh, that's really, really cool. I'm curious on just on the membership site. One of the challenges that always comes up is like, well, how do I keep people in there? How do I keep people engaged? And so are you going to be constantly trying to create new, like exclusive content for just for that group? So, yeah. So the way it took, like, I'm not going to lie. This is how, you know, people really love you. So when we first opened the membership site in March, it totally sucked. I was like, what the hell is this? And people signed up. And I remember we were like constantly like, I thought it was awesome until people were kind of in there and they were like, what? It, what? Because it was pre-recorded. And they kind of ran through all of the courses so quickly. And so I was like, wait, so how do I keep people engaged? It took forever just to tape these first 10 classes. And Mm -hmm. it it cost a ton of money. And I was like, "Uh, it's going to eat up all of our profits. So what I did was I said, okay, we started thinking of other ways to deliver. So one of the things we do is we have instructors now teach live. I have a private YouTube channel and then I upload or I embed the video into the actual academy. So once a week, you can take this live course. Like right now, a course that's happening is real estate investment for beginners. And so Christina teaches on Tuesday nights at seven and we have a how to start a business course. Chike teaches Wednesday nights at eight for three weeks. And so that keeps people going. And then every single Sunday, we have an Ask the Expert series where I find one of my dope friends to come on for a Q&A about like their particular financial expertise. And so I don't have to teach the other courses, but on Sundays, I do like, you know, that's kind of like where I have to invest the time. It's like on Sundays for an hour, I sit and I do the Q&A and people watch live. So that keeps people interested because, you know, there's going to be a new course that's going to roll out every month or so. And then every Sunday, it's going to be new material. So that's what keeps them going. And we have a private Facebook group specifically for the Academy. Sure. Well, if you need some help, people have questions about side hustling, you know, I'm happy to help out. No, I would love to. That That's one of the one of the biggest requests, so for sure. Absolutely. Tiffany, this has been uh, just really eye-opening stuff, like an incredible movement that you built. Check Tiffany out at thebudgetnista.com. You find all the information about the literature challenge over there, everything she's got going on. Just want to say thank you for joining me, and let's uh, wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. 
build your tribe now. I wish I wouldn't have waited so long because we'd be like probably a quarter of a million by now. Start now. I don't care if you have 10 people. Build your tribe. Treat them awesome. And give, give, give. Love it. Thank you so much, Tiffany. We'll catch up with you soon. Thank you. All right. Hopefully this chat with Tiffany has your gears turning on what kind of free challenge you can host to grow and connect with your audience. I know she's got me thinking about how I can borrow her strategy there. So my top takeaways from this chat, number one, it, it starts with your network and it snowballs out from there. I know this is a common theme, but, but strengthening your re, strengthening your relationships is something you work on regardless of whether or not you have a business today. Like when people ask, Oh, how can I get guests for my podcast? It's the same answer. Like it starts with your network and it spiders out from there. How do I get freelance clients? It starts with your network and it spiders out from there. So I know you've heard, you've heard me say that over and over again, but, uh, but I think it's true. Your network really is your net worth. And that's how it started uh, for Tiffany. And that's how it started for me. And that's how it started for, for just about everybody I can, I can think of. So number two, give people tangible results. She gave the example of a step by step money saving script. And that's the kind of thing people can immediately take action on. Like, like following a recipe step by step by step. And when they see it work, they're motivated to keep paying attention and help you spread the word. Takeaway number three, figure it out as you go. This thing started with what Tiffany knew, personal finance, including admittedly her successes and her failures along the way. But she didn't know anything about online business, but she figured it out one step at a time. And that's what we all have to do. Like I'm still figuring it out as I go. So be sure to head over to sidehustlenation.com slash live richer, all one word to grab the free PDF download with all of the budget nistas top tips from this conversation. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. Until next time, let's go out there, make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of the side hustle show where my guest has a very interesting philosophy on generating cash flow quickly. And it's probably not what you think. So until then, hustle on. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com. 